Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. The U.S. federal government has designated May of 2023 as the official end of the COVID-19 health emergency in the United States. But the virus is still active and the leading cause of death in the U.S. among the elderly and immunocompromised. So it's important to take precautions still. Well, here to talk about the realities of navigating post-pandemic life is returning guest Dr. Dory Director of NYU Center for Surgical and Transplant Research, along with advocate and caregiver Tracy Shaw, board chair, Immunodeficiency Foundation. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, both uh, Dr. Segev and Tracy Shaw. Thank you both. Thank you, and thanks for uh, having us on the show again. Well, oh, doctor, I did, of course, mention your position there. Uh, give us a brief look into your professional background, and then, Tracy, if you would do the same when Dr. Segev uh, concludes. Sure. So I'm a transplant surgeon here at NYU, um, and I have a, uh, a graduate degree in epidemiology, um, which was originally uh, for the purposes of understanding the experience of transplant patients around the world. Um, and in the last few years has become more focused on understanding COVID and the implication of um this, uh, these kinds of respiratory illnesses in the immunocompromised. And Tracy? So I have a day job where I'm a business growth strategist, um, but I really spend a good day, goodly amount of time advocating for the policies and the information and building community for the immune compromise. I'm the mom of a daughter who grew up with an incompetent immune system, so it's really important to me that we find ways to keep each other safe. Now, it's my understanding, Doctor, that the uh, federal public health emergency for COVID-19 has expired. I think it was effective May the 11th or the 12th. Uh, how will that impact those with weakened immune systems? Correct. So May 11th marked the official end of the public health emergency. Um, the emergency is over, but as we all know, the virus is still here, and we are going to be with dealing with COVID for many years to come. Um, for those of us who are immunocompetent, at least right now, it doesn't seem like a very big deal. We're certainly back to sort of pre, um, pre-pandemic life, and you would look around and think that everything has gone back to normal. But for those um, who are immunocompromised, the people we take care of who are immunocompromised, um, there are now new and complex questions that they have to struggle with. Um, there are limited therapeutic options um, for uh, for our immunocompromised patients. Um, the vaccines are there but have never worked as well for the immunocompromised. Um, and there really aren't a lot of options for protection. Um, and so for all of us who take care of those who are immunocompromised, we need to help them make a plan um, for how to stay um, up to date on their vaccinations, how to stay protected, um, how to continue to self-test and talk to their friends and family about um, creating the most protective uh, and safe environment for them. Now, although the emergency has expired, have the risks increased or remained the same for those that we're talking about, the elderly and the immunocompromised? Uh, have the risk increased Right. So for the elderly and the immunocompromised, throughout the pandemic, we have known that 
their chances of getting COVID is higher. And if they get COVID, their chances of the severe illness are also higher. That has not changed. That probably will not change for as long as we have to deal with COVID. Um, there are new variants today. They are not as aggressive as the ones, some of the ones that we saw in 2020, 2021. However, any of that can change at any time. They can become more aggressive, more transmissible, et cetera. Um, the thing that's changing is this official declaration that this is no longer an emergency, as we might guess, will probably lead to everyone saying, oh, well, we're done with COVID. And if the rest of the world thinks we're done with COVID and becomes more cavalier and less cognizant of the fact that there are still vulnerable people around, that is actually going to increase the risk for those who are immunocompromised. So maybe the rest of us are saying, thank goodness all of this is done. The immunocompromised are saying, uh-oh, this could be potentially problematic. Tracy, as chair of IDF, what are your thoughts on how the immunocompromised and the elderly can stay safe against some of these new COVID-19 variants that uh, Dr. Skiff was uh, talking about? I really appreciate you asking just that way because it's important that those living with a compromised immune systems know how to keep safe. Those who live with them, their loved ones, their friends, their coworkers, understand some of the anxiety that might be building up around the fact that with the removal of the emergency status, also came a lack of reporting, right? We're no longer going to report how many cases are out there. So it's difficult to predict where to go, what to do, and, and make sure that you're staying safe. We are really excited at the Immune Deficiency Foundation to be partnering with AstraZeneca in the Up the Antibodies campaign. It's a camp informational campaign that provides resources to the community support as well as caregivers on how to best take care of themselves. What's the most important information and up to date on your vaccines, uh, masks, building community, finding support. And for your audience who are medical professionals, it's a great place to refer your patients and their families so they too are fully up to date informed. Even schools, right? It's important that we recognize that it's, it's common for someone with a compromised immune system, and Dr. Segev could really fill us in on the details here, to have an invisible disability. They look just like everyone else, so it's hard for us to pick them out in a crowd. So if someone's wearing a mask, show some grace. They're probably protecting themselves or someone they love. If they ask you to put on a mask, it may be because they're nervous and they're trying to protect themselves and know they're at risk. And again, the uptheantibodies.com website can provide those guidelines, that information, and some really good resources. A person who is immunocompromised simply because they're up in years, they're elderly, otherwise relatively healthy, and then another person who's relatively young uh, but is immunocompromised for uh, other reasons. Are there different uh, shots, different procedures that need to be uh, observed simply because a person is elderly and immunocompromised because of that or because of some other uh, underlying condition not related to age? Well, as you point out, we're all quite different. That's what makes humanity interesting. Um, and everyone that you've mentioned has a doctor. And, you know, it's really important for people to personalize their protective paradigms against all of this. Those who are 
uh, elderly might have a slightly better immune system than those who are immunocompromised for other reasons, but might have the kind of comorbidities that really mean that if they get COVID, they might have a really bad case of COVID. Those who are younger without a lot of comorbidities, but have a weakened immune system might have a higher chance of getting COVID and we would wanna protect them from getting COVID. But if they should get COVID, if they can catch it early and they can report that to their doctors early, might have a much higher chance of pulling through it without a lot of undue consequences. I mean, the the one thing that we don't generally talk about that we are gonna be talking about a lot more in the future is the long COVID, the um, post-acute sequelae of COVID. And I think with long COVID, that's a reminder to all of us that none of us really wanna get this, but particularly those who are immunocompromised. Tracy, once again, tell us where listeners can go to get more information about up the antibodies and uh, support as this emergency has ended. Of course. So patients should be working with their doctors and their medical professionals to build their plan. And then when they need more information or need to share with their friends, family, and coworkers, they can visit uptheantibodies.com. That's where they'll find resources and support, updated CDC information, patient stories, community, what they really need in order to navigate this next phase of COVID. The emergency is over, but COVID is not. And we really strongly recommend that UpTheAntibodies.com is a good resource for your audience, their patients, and those who love their patients. Dr. Dory Segev, Tracy Shaw, thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Dory Segev and Tracy Shaw. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. And be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.